Welcome to the Brain Health Journey podcast with Brittany and Tish, where we talk about all things ADHD and other brain health related topics. And today we thought we would talk about the struggles of reading and comprehension along with ADHD. And while not every single person with ADHD has struggles with reading comprehension, or, you know, we could even say spelling, anything under that umbrella, uh, many of us, many of us do. And we have different types of struggles sometimes, but this is a common theme we hear a lot when it comes to ADHD. Wouldn't you agree, Tish? Oh my goodness. Yes. And in fact, I will say that I think reading and reading comprehension is probably one of my top five, maybe my top three challenges and struggles that I have with ADHD is with reading and reading comprehension. And for me, when I think about that, I often ask myself, you know, why am I struggling so much with this? Why is it that when I try to read something, I'm not comprehending it? Why am I not absorbing this information? And so for me, it is, it has to do with working memory. You know, people with ADHD, they do have a, a poor um, working memory. And also um, I zone out a lot. And that goes with the inattention and the distraction of having ADHD. And that could be internal and external, both, you know, distractions, processing info. Um, I sometimes can process information a little bit slower than, you know, other people. So it just really depends on what information I'm trying to process. First of all, if I'm interested in it, I will sit there for days and just, you know, research and dig into what I'm, you know, wanting to figure out or learn about that specific topic. Um, but yeah, it's just processing info just depends on what it is. The hyperactivity piece of it too, and that can be internal and external hyperactivity. For me, the internal is those racing thoughts. It's just a constant, you know, it, it could be, oh, I forgot, you know, I had a doctor's appointment. Oh my goodness. I forgot that I had laundry that I need to put in the dryer or just, it could be anything when I, when I talk about the racing thoughts, um, and of course, the external hyperactivity is I really do have a hard time setting still. I cannot sit still because I get bored so easily. And so with all of those things put together, for me, <laughs> that's why I really, really do struggle with reading and reading comprehension. So um, how about you? So it's interesting because, you know, I, I can remember as far back as I can remember, I, I can read pretty fast. So even when they call you in class and you read, I mean, I can read fairly quickly, but it's the processing. It, 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 it takes longer for me to process it and really understand what I'm reading. And it took, gosh, I, I want to say it really, probably just recently, like in recent years where I've kind of realized that. And so I have to read slower. I have to force myself to do that. And that took some you know, a lot of awareness and I have to be mindful and remind myself, okay, you know, it's okay to read a little bit slower. It's, it's okay. I mean, I have friends that, oh my gosh, they, they will go through books. It seems like they go through a book or two a week. And I think how I'm actually reading, you oh know, my goodness. I, could, I could, I could see that, but yeah. you know, I think of actually reading books, I mean, like two a week. And I think, wow, that is absolutely incredible. I can't, and I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, oh, I can't do something because you may say, oh, well, if you say you can't, then you can't. Sure. It's just, 
you know, maybe it's not the right way to say it, but it's just, I've recognized where my struggles are and I'm trying to do what I can. And part of that is just, I have to read a little slower and that's okay to do. And I noticed I'm trying to be more aware of when, like you said, with the racing thoughts and distractions, sometimes you'll start thinking about other things and, but you're still reading. And then, you know, you're a paragraph in or a page in and you're like, oh, I really wasn't, I mean, I was reading, but not really. So I'm trying to recognize that a little more. Like when my thoughts start going off, okay, I'm not, I'm not into what I'm reading right now. So I try to like take a second to come back to what I'm doing. And some of it, like I said, it just takes some awareness and, you know, whatever I think you need to do is okay. Yeah. For you. You know, thinking back to um, middle school and even in elementary school, I remember, you know, in class, we would have to all take turns reading, you know, a specific paragraph. And I remember counting like how many people were in front of me and how what exactly paragraph I was going to have to read. And I would practice over, I was not listening to a thing that anyone else was reading, but because I was practicing what I was supposed to read. Yeah. Just because, you know, I don't, I can read, of course I can read, but it's just the anxiety of, oh my gosh, what if I can't pronounce a word the right way? Or what if, you know, all the things. And so I would literally count, you know, who was in front of me and what paragraph am I going to have to read? Another thing too, and I've learned finally how to stop doing this, but specifically in high school and in college, you know, I would use a highlighter to highlight all the important pieces of things, but you can look back at the book or the notes and everything is highlighted <laughs> because I could, yeah. I cannot, you know, distinguish or pick, pick out what is actually, what am I supposed to learn here? What is the important piece of this topic that I need to highlight? So I would just highlight the whole entire thing. <laughs> no joke. It's pretty comical, but you know, one thing that I think also that is interesting, we're talking about ADHD and, um, you know, struggles with reading and not everyone has problems that has ADHD that not everyone has problems with reading comprehension. So I don't want this to come out again as a blanket statement. You know, it just depends on the person, um, if they're, you know, challenged with reading comprehension or not, because some people with ADHD, they love to read just like what you said, they can read multiple books in a week. And honestly, I don't know how they do it, but yeah. I think it's important that we also talk a little bit about dyslexia when we're talking about reading comprehension and ADHD. And so I looked up a couple of statistics on um, dyslexia. And what I found is about 50 to 60% of people um, with ADHD also have a learning disability. And the most common one is dyslexia. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about ADHD, um, I just want to mention really quick that ADHD is not a learning disability. It is recognized um, as a disability um, with the ADA, the American Disability Association, but it's not technically a learning disability like dyslexia is. Um, it definitely causes challenges with learning, yeah. no doubt about that, um, but it's not a learning disability. So when I use those terms, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm not making things a little more confusing here. So, um, but it went on to say that some of the statistics went on to say that 
um, eight to 17% of people are affected by dyslexia. And it's estimated that 30% of uh, those people um, with dyslexia also have coexisting with ADHD. And so I found that really interesting when you think about, um, you know, learning disabilities and reading challenges and ADHD. So I'm not sure if you know someone who has dyslexia and ADHD or just dyslexia and also has problems with, with reading. Yeah, actually, I can think of some people where, you know, they have both. And then I can think of people where, you know, they just had dyslexia. But now I'm kind of looking back at some of these people and I'm thinking, well, they actually might have ADHD too. So that's really interesting how you point that out. And sometimes, so like you were saying, just kind of identifying, I mean, the challenges, there can be a lot of challenges. And, you know, when it comes to children, it, it is difficult to know and to identify what the exact problem is. I mean, it could be dyslexia, it could be, so like our son with ADHD, I had no idea this was going on until, um, I guess you could call her a reading specialist of some kind. She just like offered to, I don't know, like kind of sit down with him and see what was going on. And, you know, I say, you know, he, he reads the words. Okay. He reads at a good pace. He, you know, he's good at spelling, but you know, I just don't know exactly where the issue is. And I, I don't know. I want to say like after like a half hour, she said, so I think what's going on here is that he's not, un he's not understanding the words like, so exclaimed Tish or cried out Tish, you know, like they say, they say a quote of some kind. And instead of saying like said Tish or asked Tish, it's exclaimed or cried out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about wow. that. I didn't even consider how maybe a child wouldn't understand. Oh, and think about cried out. That could be in more of a joyful way a lot of the time when you're reading. But sure. if a child is reading that, they're thinking, okay, are they sad? But this doesn't seem like a sad scenario. So I'm not, I don't understand. And I thought that was, that was kind of a eye opener for me. And figures of speech, I think honestly can be an issue for some because there's some people, their brains are wired to take things very literally. So even the other day when um, Bray was doing this uh, writing assignment of some kind and it wanted, part of it was like, you know, make sure you add in three adverbs and this, and it just kind of had this list. And one of them was add in your, like your paragraph where you're writing sharp as a needle. Hmm. And so I'm like, I don't even know if I've really heard that before. Maybe I have, but I don't know. And I had to look it up and it means like being quick and witty and quick thinking in general. And so I explained that to him and I, I think he understood it, but there's been other figures of speech kind of in the past where he's like, that doesn't even make any sense. Why, wh who came up with that? And why, why would you even say that? And I, but I can see where a child is coming from with certain figures of speech where they may be taking it too literally, but it yeah. has a completely different meaning behind it. And if you, as the adult, are not considering that kind of stuff, it that can create challenges. It really can, honestly. And I have never thought of that before. So I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it makes sense now. 
I mean, even as an adult, I can read something and I'm, I take things literal. And so I can completely relate to that. That's really interesting to, to think of it that way. Yeah. So when I was actually preparing for um, this episode, I was thinking, what are some things or su- suggestions that I could provide that, you know, I use to help me with reading and my reading comprehension. And I will say, I am so thankful for audiobooks. And also, I think Google now will read. I think there's an option on there where it will read things to you. And oh. so, um, yeah. And so, are there certain there's certain <laughs> sites? Yeah, there's certain sites now um, that will, there's an option on there that, you know, it'll read to you. And so, I am so thankful for that because it has really changed how I approach reading because I used to think of it, oh my gosh, it's a chore. I don't want to do this. You know, I still do if it's something I'm not interested in because I, if anyone has looked at my Instagram stories before, it's no, it's no secret that I have forgotten that I'm part of a book group. Honestly, <laughs> I am constantly forgetting about that book group because most of the time it's books that I'm not necessarily, you know, interested in. So, um, but some of the things that have helped me is if, and I, I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but if I am hearing the, what I, whatever it is that I'm reading, if I'm hearing it, if I actually have the hard copy of the book in front of me, while I'm listening to it on audiobook and also breaking up it breaking it up into smaller sections instead of trying to just get through the entire thing at one time. So hearing it, seeing it, doing it in small sections, um, and then using you know highlighters or color pens or pencils to just put little notes um, as I'm going along through the book has helped a lot because I feel like I'm absorbing it a little bit better than I used to, especially before um, audiobooks. And so I think if I'm using all of my senses here, you know, really just trying to understand what this book or whatever it is that I'm reading, what it means, and just trying to make sense of it all, <laughs> I, it, I have to do all of those things combined. And not everyone is like that, but for me, I have to do that. And also I have to make sure if I, if I am going to read, um, to do it at a time where my brain is awake and I do take ADHD medication. And so if there's something I'm working on a project or something that I'm working on, and there's a lot of reading involved, I will make sure that I do it during the time that my brain's awake, my medication is on board and it does help. It's not a fix all medication is not for everyone. I just want to make sure I say that too. But for me, it does help uh, with the with the combination of all of the other things that I use um, for to help me absorb what I'm reading. So, right. Yeah, I love the multisensory approach that you're mentioning. I think a lot of us ADHD or not uh, definitely benefit from that. And I'm even thinking how some of us are very visual people. So if there's, let's say, some sort of learning video that you or maybe the child needs to learn you have the visual part of it and you have the captions too where that's an option and you can sit there you're hearing it you can read it and you're watching what is going on and that that can definitely help you process that better and 
something that I just thought of now with Lorraine, she's doing better about this. And, you know, I really shouldn't word it that way. She didn't know how to just read in her head. She had to read out loud. She had to. And she's like, I, I don't know how to just read it without saying it out loud. And, you know, like, okay, that's okay. You know, that's okay to do. Um, but lately, you know, I try to, I, I don't want to say push her, but, you know, well, let's, how about you read to yourself or, you know, just try for maybe five minutes or something. And then, you know, then we can read together. You could read out loud or whatever. So she, she's doing better about that. Um, and something that I've been doing, I try to put myself in to the shoes of a child or what I am telling my kids. I think sometimes we think, well, what are, what's the answer for me? But sometimes it's just a matter of thinking what you're telling your own children. So even when I've read to them and we're going through it, let's say we're reading, we come across this story and, you know, I say, huh, well, I wonder what's going to happen next. I wonder what they're going to do. You know, what do you think is going to happen? And that can kind of help get into the story or get into what you were reading. Yeah. So that way you're really thinking about it. I don't know. That's one thing that I try to do with myself because then you're actually just getting into the material more. And I think that helps with kids too, just kind of questioning in general and they visualize it in their head and they're, they are imagining. Um, I do think you mentioned the book club. I think you know, if, if you're interested in a topic, a very specific topic, let's say, there's probably a dang book club out there somewhere for it. And if not, create one because there's others that are interested in it. And then you guys can sit there and you can read all the material or listen or, you know, whatever, all day, every day and talk about it. And yeah. that's something that I think can be beneficial too, because we often are forced to read things that we're just not interested in. Yeah, no, and I, that's the problem right there for me is that I just have to be, even when I'm interested in it, I still have problems absorbing what I'm reading. And so it can be really frustrating for some people. I know I have definitely felt frustrated by no matter how hard I tried, it just was not sticking with me. And so I know there, there there's definitely a level of frustration on that piece of it, but um you know, one, one last thing I want to mention here is that, you know, I remember, you know, when I was younger, having an accountability partner or kind mm -hmm. of a body double, if you are studying or you have something, you know, you, you have to read for work to prepare for a project or whatever it is, I think that does help. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think having someone there not to read the book to you or anything like that, but to have them there you know, if you have problems with understanding what a word means, or if you feel like you, they could help you not zone out as much, or if you're up, if you can't be still, they can, you know, just kind of be there for you. So I think having an accountability partner or a body double can definitely help um, in situations like that. So that makes sense. And I know I keep referring to children, but I suppose it's kind of, I guess, kind of like an accountability buddy. Um, you know, I think back to when our oldest read the book Wonder, I think he was in third grade and he does not have ADHD, does not have the, any kind of traits at all. 
and he, he can he can just read all day every day if you wanted him to but or if he wanted to um but he wanted me to read the book wonder and it was actually a really good book but i mean he really wanted me to and he's like, all right i'll read through it and i think just even being interested in what your child is interested in or what they are doing i try to do this with our child with adhd as well he's reading a book called two who survive it's about uh holocaust survivors and he wanted me to read this one section in the book and you know I'm thinking oh my gosh like I have all this stuff to do but I mean he's interested in it and we all know as people with ADHD if someone else is interested in what we're interested in it's just so much easier for us to continue to dig into the material so yeah I think just being interested and being involved in what they are interested in helps them as well so yeah yeah, that's a good idea too. And it, like you said, it kind of goes along with, you know, of course, being a parent, but it kind of goes along with that uh, accountability partner with trying to just help you along, you know, where you don't feel alone or isolated. So it does help. So yeah. as always, Brittany, it is amazing to have these conversations with you. I, again, learn something new every time we talk, um, you share such great information and share great ideas. And so I just really appreciate you so much. Thank you, Tish. I appreciate you as well. And I, same, I always learn something from you when you mentioned the just kind of being in the classroom and kind of what you would do, like counting the kids. I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that in forever, but I've done the same thing. And so, yeah, I just appreciate our conversation so much. And hopefully um, our listeners get some benefit out of it. And so yeah, until the next episode. Until the next episode.